How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Thank you, Stan. I appreciate that. That's good to hear. Um, well, as you all know, t- this, uh, this Sunday, something we do here every year, something that is near and dear to our hearts is Mission Point, because we know it's near and dear to the heart of God. Vulnerable children cared, are to be cared for and loved, and even more, God calls us to do something about it. You know, we've been journeying through the book of James. I hope it's been a blessing to you. It has been to me. And um, it's always hard to summarize a book of the Bible in like one phrase or a couple of words. But I do think in a lot of ways we can summarize the book of James with two words. Doing faith. Being doers of the faith. Or as James says it, as Jesus said it, being doers of the word, not hearers only. And I hope one of the things you've been very challenged about, I have in our study of James, not only has it been convicting, not only has it uh, caused me to do a lot of reflection on my own heart and my own life, and I hope it has for you. But over and over, James reminds us that It's not just about what we know. It's not just about what we even believe. It's about how we live it out, how we live it out. And I hope that that has been a resounding message to each and every one of us. A number of weeks ago, I had a chance to share out of uh, James chapter 1. And the verse, there's a verse, verse 22 in James chapter 1, that really encapsulates the book. Here's what it says, James chapter 1, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And I've thought a lot about that as somebody, maybe you're like me, you like to study the Bible, you like to know, you have a curious mind, you're somebody who likes to learn. What a blessing, that's a good thing. But there is incredible deception when we think because we know it, we automatically do it, right? That's not true. That's not true. In fact, we're told in Scripture one of the greatest dangers of being a student of truth is to assume because I know it, I live it. That is a danger. That is a danger. In fact, that's what James goes on and says in verse 23. He says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Christianity is a doing faith. Christianity is a lifestyle. And again, I think as you study Christianity or Christendom, you can even call it that, over many, many, many centuries, tragically, there are patterns of people who can recite a creed, recite a doctrinal statement, and yet there's a profound disconnect. And you and I, you and I, 
can fall into that same category as well. Are we doers? Are we doers of what we hear and what we know? Because Christianity is a doing faith. Again, knowing is critical. Being a student of this book for your entire life is one of the most important passions you and I can have. But is it translating into who I am, how I live my life? Is my faith a doing faith? I think that's the point. Verse 26 and 27 then give us some very practical ways to do our faith. Notice, and again, we shared these a couple weeks ago. Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves. And the religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I love, I love the NIV translation. There are other translations that says to visit women, uh, widows and orphans. Some of you maybe have heard that, King James and others. But this says to look after. And I like to think about this as compassionate care which is an act of doing, compassionate care, and caring for them. And you know, even though this is Orphan Sunday, and that's kind of what our focus is going to be, I want you to know there's, notice there's another category here too. It says, widows in their distress. Those whose spouse has died and are now a widow or a widower, widower have distress. My father's a widower. My mother-in-law is a widow. I get it. You know, a sense of incredible loss, loneliness, sometimes ongoing grief and depression, sometimes financial stress. And just on our Orphan Sunday, I don't want us to neglect what this passage is saying because it focuses on those who, whether it's for months or many, many decades, have had a person they have shared their life with and now they feel very alone. There is distress for widows, too. And you know, one of the things I think God wants to really challenge us about as a church family is, do we love them well? Do we care for them well? Do we remember to include them? I want us to think a lot more about that. I think that's important. But he does talk about the vulnerable child something that we as a church family are very, very passionate about. There's no doubt at all that God has a heart for the vulnerable child, for the orphan. And you know, one of the things I think many of us can be guilty of is when we think, when we hear stories, when we see videos, even when we hear testimonies, our hearts can be moved and gripped with compassion And that is good, but it's only phase one. (laughs) What are we doing about it? What am I doing about it? What are Kathy and Jeff Gill doing about it? What are you and your family doing about it? And I think one of the things James so much wants to remind us of in these few verses 
is even if your heart is stirred and moved, even if you're brought to tears, even as important it is to pray, it's also important to do because God has called us to a doing faith. So when it comes to being a doer of the word, how is your faith? I, I, I've heard this term and terms like it over the last nine months. We're just hunkering down. <laughs> We're having to live and learning to live in isolation. And some of these ideas, and believe me, at some level I get it. But you know, COVID does not negate our responsibility to do, amen? It doesn't. Or to live in incredible fear. We still have to be doers of the faith. And on this Sunday, when we and many, many, many churches all over are focusing on vulnerable children, orphan kids, what are we doing? How are we man manifesting our faith through what we do? You know, it's, it's not enough for us as a church just to, you know, listen to stats or watch videos or hear other stories and be moved. My brothers and sisters, what are we doing? What are you and I doing? And in a little bit, you're going to hear some people share their stories, and then you're also going to hear about ways that you and I can be doers of our faith as we love in very tangible ways vulnerable kids. Would you bow with me? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for James who has reminded us over and over and over again that faith without works is dead. That faith without works is lip service. That faith without works is not even genuine and real. Thank you for how you have been reminding us of that week after week as we've gone through this wonderful book of James. And Father, I pray that in a very, very special way this morning, you may speak to us and challenge us, and then as a result of what you say to us through this time together this morning about vulnerable children, that we would act, that we would do. You call that pure and faultless religion. And Father, that's what we want to live out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.